They cheer him one minute, they don't care the next. Nickel! Uh, I was proven uh, right about these fans yeah, being yeah. fickle. Hey yo, it's J.M. and Yee We watch wrestling weekly I style it stone cold like Stevie Believe me, I said believe me Keep it so breezy We make another show's uneasy when we come around When we step behind the mic Awesome reactions with the fans every night Like the man when she graces the ring J.M. Yee Fickle Fan Podcast Now I mean Welcome to the sixth edition of the Fickle Fan Podcast. You have Yiski here. JM in the build. And today, this week, was certainly a momentous, monumental episodes of Raw and SmackDown. Um, they've been reeling from all-time low ratings. I believe last week both Raw and SmackDown set dubious records of having the lowest rated non-holiday shows. And what I've been reading is that both NBC Universal and Fox have been putting the heat on the WWE to improve their ratings because they just signed some very lucrative contracts that really jacked up their stock price. And now these guys are getting a little nervous that the, the ratings aren't what they paid for. So this week, uh, we open up Raw with a grand novel idea. Vince McMahon shows up to open the show, so he's always there to save the day. And right off the bat of the show, he introduces this novel idea of this wild card rule. We're now, we have the brand split, but now three SmackDown superstars can now show up on Raw. And three Raw superstars can show up on SmackDown. So how did this turn out? Uh, Well, listen, we always know that uh, when there's an emergency break glass in case of an emergency it is vince mcmahon right and he comes up with this wonderful genius idea of doing this this whole wild card thing and i'm telling you it is a disaster now there are some people that's you know on twitter like you know i like this idea i'm gonna give it a chance we don't know how it's gonna go we never know who's gonna show up the same people is going to show up. You think any type of interesting, different people is going to show up on either one of these shows? I mean, just in two days on Raw and SmackDown, you had the same people show up that we saw on Raw that was on SmackDown. It's like, okay, what you could have did was the next day have three or if you can count four or five or however you want to put it, because it ain't just three that showed up. Um, you could have had three different people. How about some different women show up on the show? And it was almost like the women was an afterthought. But yet, this is supposed to be a brilliant idea. And I, I really think he was trolling the fans or the networks or whatever he was doing. Because he kept saying, oh, uh, look at me. I'm a genius. I came up with this idea. And it's like, okay, what exactly are you trying to do here? And so they kind of lost me from the from the jump. It was like, okay, what are they doing exactly? Why? What is this whole idea for? You didn't explain anything. It's just random people just showing up. No storyline, no cohesiveness, no nothing. It's just, here you go, here go Kofi, here you go, here's AJ, here's Roman. It's like, okay, why are they there? What are they doing there? It's just a big ball of confusion. Yeah, so they open up the show with Roman, Kofi, and Daniel Bryan. So the three biggest SmackDown stars (laughs) are brought up (laughs) to open up the show. And they don't really have a storyline for them. Other than the fact they set up... uh, WrestleMania rematches. 
Yeah. So and, and and what they say, they weren't supposed to be doing the same thing. They weren't supposed to be rematches, right? Like automatic rematches. But yet we got rematches. So it's like, dude, follow through on what you said months ago about fresh starts and all of this stuff. And yet we get in the same thing. Come on, bro. And even the fact that he just tells us there's three stars. So the rest of the time you're watching the show, you count Roman. You, when you count Dale Bryan, you count Kofi, you got your number three. Anyone who's in grade school can count one to three. And then all of a sudden you see Shane and Elias. Oh, they got to continue their storyline with Roman. So let's bring them over. And then you let's just have Lars Sullivan show up for no reason. So, you know, that's six. But you know what? You know what? I, I don't think the fans can count that high. You know, they stop at three. They'll see, oh, I got our three. I don't care. Anyone else comes. Right. So it's really insult to the fans. If you're going to say yes, three, is. just stick with the three and just live with the three. And I, I, it's basically they're like directionless. So instead of writing better storylines, they're just throwing cameos. It's like stacking a bad movie with a bunch of cameos expecting you to buy it and watch it repeatedly. Yes. Okay, perfect example. We got uh, Endgame. Best movie I've ever seen. We talked about that in our last podcast. What movie do you think that would have been if it just had all exactly what this is? You bringing in all your big guns and you linking them up basically on the same show. But the writing's no good. They have no direction. They just therefore match. Like, we want you to build these storylines so that we have a reason to watch week by week. Uh, episode show is that every week there is it's connected to the week prior in some way, fashion, or form. And we're not getting it right now. I, it's just a big, it's just a big confusion, man. It, and even with uh, Roman versus uh, Drew, Roman's already beaten Drew. And I was watching it. I was expecting because they're going to run Shane and Elias in. I was like, man, just give Drew a win. I mean, for <laughs> being the top heel, he doesn't win very often. No. I mean, he beat, he beat Rollins once. But, I mean, he's not like a threat. Because every time Roman comes in, you know Roman's going to pin him. And this guy was a perfect opportunity to give McIntyre a win. Even though it would have been with shenanigans with Shane and Elias causing... Uh, him to lose, Roman to lose, but no, Roman still wins by DQ. So, with that being said, what does that do for him going into the Money in the Bank match? Does that make him a threat? Because, let's face it, he's what, the biggest or one of the biggest heels in that match? And from the statistics that I've been seeing online or polls that people have been doing, it's like almost everybody either want him to win or expect him to get that case, but you keep making them lose so how is that making them a credible threat unless they're counting in the the case to make them bulletproof which is is the angle that they do because they can take as many pinfall losses as they want but you know they're still a threat because they carry that money in the bank no see the thing you do is you make them a more credible threat and guess what you turn them into a huge superstar because now the dude been kicking everybody's butt and he got the case so it's like okay there's almost a guarantee that when he cash in he gonna get this uh but that would be Braun Strowman from last year and <laughs> that did not work out for him <laughs> true the, you're true about that but I mean you know we Braun is a is an outlier I don't know what happened to that dude 
And it also seems that when um, the ratings take a dump, Vince ends the woman revelation as well. Even though that's kind of the the cause for the spike in the ratings with Rousey, with Becky, causing this great interest in this uh, main event, WrestleMania. So after, after WrestleMania, it's kind of like talk to the sideline because this week you had Lacey beating Jobbers. And that was the only women's match on the entire show. Listen, I want to give props right now to uh, Unleash the Diva on Twitter because they because he wrote um, a couple of weeks ago uh, an article about you know is it really a women's revolution going on right now? And he think it was a bunch of crap basically that it was, and they were just saying it in name. And you know what? You are absolutely right about that. When they get in trouble, they push the women aside. They give them five minute matches just like they did. And, and or they don't show up at all and it's a shame because for years now for at least the last what i don't know four years maybe you might say three or four years the women division has actually been more exciting than the men's division has, has been and they're the ones bringing in these new fans bringing in the women fans bringing in new fans because the women can put it down in the ring and a minute the rating spike you push them aside so it's like like what's going on in your head where you don't see that the woman has value and now you just sit them on a sideline like that so my idea of them having their own show might not be a good idea just for that because who knows what's going to happen with that unless they you know put that under the tutelage of triple h and let them do it like nxt but i don't really know you know seeing how he treats them now might not even be a good idea now, if I were to ask you, who's the biggest WWE star right now? Um, <laughs> good question, man. Some people say some people say Becky. Some people say Seth. I mean, I, I still personally think. I mean, from Twitter, from everything, it's Becky. Becky's still your top star. She's got two belts. She shows up on both shows. So my thing is, if you are in trouble, I mean, Vince has a boatload of analytics. He's got YouTube. He's got Twitter. I'm sure they're multi, multi-billion dollar company. They have all kinds of analytics. They probably know who the fans care about. And in this case, I think it'd be Becky. So would you not open the show with Becky, close the show with Becky and throw Becky in the middle? You know, back in the day when The Rock was at his prime, The Rock would be in the beginning. He'd do a little promo. Then The Rock would be in little uh, vidnets and backstage scenes throughout the show so that you waited for him to come out for his match at the end. And in fact, probably the match at the end was probably the least exciting part of the entire show. But you took your top star and you effectively weaved them throughout the show so that people would not turn away because you didn't know when we come back from the commercial break if The Rock was going to be talking. So if Becky's your star... I'm pretty sure she is based on analytics, based on Twitter, based on the fact that she's on every single Sports Illustrated, all these interviews. If she's your top star, use her like it. Let her carry your show. And if it doesn't work, if it doesn't work, change it. Because there's no way this wild card roundup is the result of analytics. No, (laughs) it was a rash decision. And with all that data now, there's no excuse for rash decisions. I mean, back 10 years ago, 20 years ago, you could expect them to be taking random shots 
things like this because they don't have that information. But nowadays you have so much information and you can't. I mean, just the fact that people are upset over a revival. Can't you give them something? Can't you throw them a bone? Dude, that'll spike your ratings. We all know that pe the people are going to tell you what they want. And nobody likes the way they're treating the revival right now. So guess what? If you start treating them like they're supposed to be as the top guys, as they like to put it, and you put them in meaningful matches, your rating is going to creep up. If you push this Becky and Lacey feud and you really heat it up like they've been, your ratings are going to creep up. You start writing effective storylines for, for people. Your ratings are going to, it, it, it's a one-to-one -one ratio. You find that and people are going to watch. If you do stuff like this, where they just make a rash decision and just throw random people on these shows, then your ratings are going to dip. So, look, I don't need to be in TV to know that or be looking at analytics to know that. We are fans, so we know what we want, and this ain't what we want. Yeah. And they were talking about uh, the upfronts that are coming up pretty soon. Um, I think this week. So they, the upfronts are the big media events where the networks get to promote, present their new upcoming shows for advertisers in the press. So they're trying to show their fall schedule. So this is a big deal for like NBC Universal and for Fox. And I read an article from Kate Size Sports that kind of illustrates why WWE's ratings are so bad. They just have to look at the people that they're setting to represent for them on these upfronts. So this is for the NBC side. They have the Bella Twins, John Cena, and Ronda Rousey. And then on the other side, for Fox, for SmackDown, this brand new show on, on network TV, Triple H, Stephanie McMahon, The Big Show, John Cena, and Ronda Rousey. So basically, summarize it, it's basically two executives who also serve as occasional on-screen authorities, a trio of part-time uh, part-timers, a couple of retired wrestlers and then one possibly on permanent hiatus which is Rousey so that's who are they repping their shows with and none of those figures are the key characters on your shows so when the show comes on in it's time slot and let's say you bring in new fans to watch these shows and so the people that they're going to be looking for are none of these people none of them so why would you do that it, it's like i'm one of i want the people that i'm going to see every week at least one of them bro can i get one can i get one out of you all i mean when the last time either one of them wrestled a match <laughs> <laughs> well cena's wrestle wrestlemania then wrestlemania yeah wrestlemania right yep oh i again just uh, just it's just a mess man it is a mess the way they're doing this i don't i don't understand and, and you know what i was looking forward to the fox deal i still am i'm not going front you know we talk a lot of stuff about wwe it is what it is i'm a longtime fan nothing really gonna change that man i say that now but i'm a little upset been upset for the last few weeks um but i'm looking forward to the fox deal but man it's just it's like it's waning every week every week man it's just and little stuff like this it's like that doesn't make any sense nope. doesn't nope. to realize that man nope so let's uh move on to smackdown and we'll see night two of this wild card in effect 
Uh, so open the show, wildcard number one, AJ Styles. Um, we also have uh, Sami Zayn, who comes over to Raw. Uh, now you have the Usos. But I don't know, I might give ben- Vince the benefit of doubt. Is that one or two guys? Are they a team or not? And then the Miz shows Because Miz shows up too. Mm-hmm. So that's at least four. So if you mm-hmm. include both Usos, that's five. Um, so again, I guess Vince lost count. When in the writers lost count, someone lost count. And couldn't keep track of three. So listen, if you gotta if you gotta take your shoes off to count, do that. I mean, get it right. Is it three? Is it four? Is it five? Is it all of them? Is the brand split there? Is the brand split gone? Uh, tell us something. Let us know something, man. Please, please let us know something. I mean, the the first part of SmackDown was more interesting than Raw was because you can see how they were setting up the main event, even though again it's just some random main event uh, for with random people in it. So. But it was different. It was new. It was yeah, new. Yeah, Kofi, yeah. Z- Sammy, and uh, AJ. Yes, and I'm going to give them props for that match. That match was great. It was a great match because of the talent that's in it. And so that was the best part of SmackDown. Was- but it received no hype because it was announced at the beginning of the show. Yeah. <laughs> Same and, thing and, with and, the WrestleMania, uh, those WrestleMania rematches on Raw. No oh, hype for those man. shows. Because nope. you don't know what's going on. You just know Roman's going to show up. That was it. Yep. And they changed a lot of stuff uh, beforehand because I think Carmella was supposed to be teaming up with Bailey. That didn't happen. So they changed that. We didn't even get Bailey on neither one of those shows since you're supposed to be doing some shakeup. And and it's like, okay, are they up or not? Have they stopped on Bailey again? I mean, it's just so many of these questions, man. And something. That crowd on Tuesday yesterday when those people was coming out when when they came out for the for the main event there was like almost zero pop kofi got the biggest pop and it really wasn't even that big of a pop that crowd was dead now people can blame the crowd and you might put some blame on them because you know you get red hot crowds like you do in philly or you do at the barclays or you do you know in la or something like that um, or you know in Atlanta or here in the D and you're not going to get that everywhere and so you know you don't really know what you're getting with those crowds when you go out but you got to get them something to want to roar for and they haven't problem and you would think that this, tri- that this, that this match they had the main event that was a triple threat match right yep triple threat yeah triple threat match right you would think with them three people that they had in that match they would be red hot for that match well when they came out it was dead like it was tumbleweeds going through their crickets bro well i guess a last minute thrown match you know nothing really is going to happen there's no there's nothing to build up to because you know kofi's going to win yeah it's going to change hands no but i do notice that the uh either the women wrestlers are not allowed to be wild cards or they just follow vince's rule and they realize oh three's up i can't cross because <laughs> they're not part of the they don't jump they just stay in the show hey, listen man for the two shows I almost forgot that they had women's wrestlers yes. I'm like this is bad so in a total of five hours of programming 
the women get roughly three minutes of actual match time. That's despicable, man. When you put it like that, that that that's that's infuriating. That is infuriating, bro. I, it's just that's that's not cool. That's not cool. They brought you here and got you to this point within the last few years where it was the most talked about division in your company, and now all of a sudden you forget about them. Three, you're right. It was like about three minutes of action that they got. Like, yep. come on, man. And and that was you had Carmella, Ember versus Mandy and Sonya, and they got two and a half minutes, and then Lacey got 40 seconds on Raw. So, and, and then the question is, I know the Iconics came out off camera. Yeah, it was like what, so, during a commercial break or something? During a commercial break. So the Iconics appeared on Raw and SmackDown, just so we couldn't, just, but the TV viewer could not see them. And mind you, the Iconics are, what? Are they just your regular tag team? What are they? Champions. The women, Am I right? They're, yes. They're the women's tag team champs. Women tag team champs. And these are the belts that you just brought back not too long ago. And I can't tell you the last time I seen the belts on TV when the last time they got defended. Are we even going to have a match for them soon? We don't even see your tag team champs on TV. Come on, man. Come on, son. Come on. I think this is where having all these tag teams, it really messes, especially on the women's side, it messes with the Money in the Bank match. Because that's taking up eight wrestlers. Or eight, eight, there's eight or ten. Eight female wrestlers. Eight of them. So that kind of eats up all the opponents for... Because then they got to pick people who aren't going to be in the Money in the Bank match. So I I think that's... You got to limit a roster, so I think that's causing some of the issues on having a tag team competitor especially with uh the boss mia so yeah that has put a huge damper in a lot of things um i saw somebody on twitter say that basically that wwe is not missing her and it took everything in my power to not respond the way i wanted to but i just presented the question to say, well, they're not really doing anything with the women now, so how can you even tell that? And with any one of them, except except the man and Lacey. And you gotta kind of do something with the women that's gonna be in the money in the bank match, but it's all random. So you can't tell me that they are not feeling that the fans are not and, and WWE are not feeling this void, this huge void right now of Sasha not being there and you bring up a great point since and especially with her not being there and messing with trying to get these um storylines going yeah, when you have a huge cog in the piece not there yeah because you also have um you <laughs> when you have double belts too the two women belts because you got mm-hmm. uh lacy tied up becky tied up charlotte tied up and, and they weren't even on smackdown so I don't know where Charlotte is, but so I think they got some. Uh, someone needed to, needs to sit down and do some more long term planning of belts and how it affects different matches, different storylines. And get this all. They're gonna say, "Oh, we're gonna next week. We're gonna focus on the women's um, uh, championship belt, the SmackDown championship belt." So you know, we're gonna ignore the Money in the Bank, and we're gonna focus on tech. You know, be scrambling around like this, man. They got five hours to figure this out. 
I don't understand what the problem is, man. You had one hour about what? Can it there? And it was way better. That happened. Yeah. So who knows? And then the, I guess the other big item is now Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan are now the SmackDown Tag Team Champions. As uh, Shane just made a match between them and the Usos who were invited to SmackDown by their cousin, Roman Reigns. <laughs> yeah, so totally ignoring this rule because they said, well, you know, oh, big, big, so we came through. The, the matches, I totally thought that the Usos was going to get those belts, but I'm like, okay, so how does that work now if they do that? They're permanent um, wild cards. Permanent wild cards. Permanent. <laughs> so another big mess. Listen, um, Daniel, Daniel Bryan the belts at first i was like okay so why didn't they give give this opportunity to another tag team uh that actually need the belts does daniel bryan and eric rowan actually need these belts they're getting enough heat already both of them together do they really need tag team belts to get them more heat no but then i thought about it i said okay maybe they're giving them these belts so that when the next team comes along that need them they can get the rub off of them i said all right well if that's the case, as long as it's a team that needs the belts, then that's a good idea. Otherwise, this was dumb for them to put the belts on them because they don't, those two don't need it. You got to put the belts on people who need it, or you're gearing a team up to take the belt from them so that now they can be the two top dogs on the block. Who, who are the other teams in SmackDown? <laughs> uh,. Is Epico and Primo still a, still on there? <laughs> yeah, I don't Cologne. count the I don't count. You don't the count the, no. you don't count no. the Cologne. No. You no. said SmackDown, right? Yeah. Um, the B team. B team. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Good. Yeah. B team. Don't count. Don't count. Don't count B team. No. Don't count the B team. Um, no. No. They no. showed a graphic of who that was. Um, I think I saw it on. It was okay. So it was the graphic of what the show was supposed to be before they changed it, and I'm trying to remember who was the tag teams on there because they had like Shane and Elias you can't count them um nope. like you said we don't count the colognes I don't know when the last time they didn't did a match um they Biggie's, had Biggie's yeah they had Kofi no and day. Xavier do you really Kofi's count not that? Right. Yeah. Kofi, no. Kofi's yeah. yeah so it's like yeah you're right who are the tag teams on Smackdown right now good question excellent mm-hmm. question I don't know who else you. I don't know who you also put it. I mean, Dan Bryan and Rowan are, I, I think, good as any. So you get a get a, get a team to chase them. Yeah, but, but who to chase them? I have no clue. It I is am. it is a scramble, man. I, it's hard for me to remember who the tag teams are. Period. On either one of the shows, you got the Viking Experience or Viking Raiders. That's what they call it now. Viking Raiders. My bad. Oh, My Raiders. bad. WWE. The Viking Raiders. Viking Raiders, Usos. That's what I think when I think tag team now. But they're in Raw. Yeah. Who Raw. who else? I mean, oh, oh, my bad. The, 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 the top guys, even though they're messing around in showers and stuff and burning behinds and all that. So, you know what? But there's hope. Maybe the Revival will pop up as well, Kurtz, and they can get in the feud with uh, Daniel Bryan and Rowan. Okay, so who's the faces in that scenario? It's got to be a revival. 
gotta be the revival. I guess you're right about that. I mean, Dale Bryan's not gonna be a face. Mm-mm, you're right. Yeah, they can't do that. So, I mean, that would be pretty interesting if they did that. I mean, I would actually like that to see those two feuds, but they gotta treat them. They gotta, they gotta be serious about it, man. Yeah, yeah. So now let's move over to the topic of Sasha. So you know, Sasha was supposed to be on the flight to Europe and be on the tour, and she no showed that too. And it seems like the fans are slowly turning on Sasha because, really. Sasha, in reality, has a really good job. She makes an awful lot of money. And her job is basically to entertain people who love her. And most of us here, we can't say we make as much money as Sasha. We can't say that people look forward to seeing us. (laughs) No. (laughs) Maybe Maybe our bosses do when we come to work. But that's about it. Yeah. And, And we don't really make people happy. I mean, not in my job. So, you know what? And sometimes I'm starting to think the fans are starting to think that, you know, Sasha's kind of a a spoiled little brat with what she's pulling. Compared to, like, you got Bailey who's going through, who's doing whatever WD wants her to do. You got, um, you had Becky who went through her troubles. You had Asuka go through her troubles. Yet these other ones kept their professional professionalism and kept going. Contrary to the stories that we hear about Sasha. I mean, even Booker T basically uh, cut one on Sasha. I mean, that's your sister. And then even like when you read um, comments like uh, Becky had an interview uh, with Sports Illustrated and she says there, come fight me, Sasha. And she says that one time Sasha Banks was the top dog. She was the boss. But Sasha's fallen from grace. It seems like she can't hack it. And then basically there she kind of challenges Sasha to a match to see who the man versus the boss to see who the top dog is now. Do you think she's being a diva? That is a t- <laughs> That's a tough question to answer, man, because there's so many different different things that we don't know what the situation actually is. But I'm going to just go off of what we've heard and just, you know, because that's the only thing that we can go off of. One, you can probably agree that every wrestler has an ego and you have to have an ego in order for yourself to kind of get to that top spot. You can't not have one and expect yourself to be pushed like a top dog. You can't be, you know, somebody that's soft and think you're going to get up to the top in in that business i'm pretty sure i can say that without having to step behind the curtain or be in the business i'm pretty sure that's how that is every one of those guys have an ego because if you think just we can just go outside of sports entertainment and go into nba or nfl or any one of them you got to have a certain ego so for her i think she has an ego because just look at the way she plays her character it's so natural when she is the boss and you have to have an ego to do that now she says she's two different people when she's the boss and when she's you know just you know mercedes which is her real name she's two different people but in order for you to play that character the way she does you got to have an ego do i think she's being a diva um i'm gonna say somewhat because I'm kind of split on this. I want to see her in a ring, as good as she is. And you, you, and you listen to any, you know, uh, 
any credible wrestler in the industry, they're going to say she's one of the top women in the world at what she does. And it's true. We've seen it. So we want to see that in the ring on the show every week. And so the selfishness in me is going to say, yeah, she is being a diva because everybody wants to see her. You're not showing up when you're supposed to. We don't know what's going on. Does she owe us an explanation? And eh, not really. That's part of the whole thing now is that we know too much now. So, I mean, does she really owe an explanation? It's kind of personal, uh, you know, what's going on or whatever. So she don't really. But, I mean, we are the fans. We're the ones who, you know, are cheering for you every week. And it, you can get into the whole, you know, um, you can get into the whole conversation of being entitled and all that stuff that Sammy's saying, Sammy's saying and all that. And I get all that. So I say, no, nah, she don't know that's an explanation. But every week we're wondering where you are and there's a void to fill and you're not there. Like you mentioned, Becky challenged you to a match. You don't think that could have happened if Becky said, look, man, you know, I want to we want to run this angle. You don't think they would have done it? And people would have went crazy for that because we haven't got that since NXT. This uh, storyline between them two. So people want that. It's, just, it's tough. But on the other end, I'm going to say that also what i read was is that she kind of like taking a stand for what's going on in the back and we all know i mean the stuff with luke harper the stuff with leo rush and if that's the case then you can't can i blame her for doing that because in order to inject change into something you gotta actually stand up for something and maybe that's what she's doing and i can't blame her for that because if she doesn't do that then you're going to keep getting these stories of these wrestlers saying that they're not getting taken care of or they're going to be adding days to your contract because you got hurt or they won't let you go or you know in leo's case he ain't getting you know money to take care of his family and all that stuff and it's like all these people can't be wrong or they can't be lying we're hearing a lot of these stories now are they just telling stories? They can't. Just you know, you get enough people saying the same thing. Where they're, you know, the saying where there's smoke, there's fire. So it, it's just you don't really know which direction to go. This whole Sasha thing could be a work for all we know. It could be to really get her some major heat, so that she can, you know, go back to being the boss character and have that 100 percent heat for all we know. I mean, we can all be getting worked right now. That's the that's the fun part of. Of, of the wrestling business but also the frustrating part of the wrestling business because we don't know what's going on yeah i, I, I i'm not sure oh i'm th i'm thinking sasha is sitting at home unhappy with her storylines but now wd is probably just going to tack on all her missed time at the end of her contract and prolong her contract so she can stay at wd associate for a long, longer amount of time and then i'm starting to think if like you know the wwe is trying to send a message with becky challenging uh, Sasha and basically Sasha no showing basically saying she's fallen off her wagon then like even the comments about Booker T saying that it's never going to be about you basically in insinuating that Sasha's uh, really uh, selfish and and basically they're saying that like Booker T says that I'm going to tell you right now Sasha has more life changing moments than so many that have walked into this business She's made and she can do anything she wants as far as this business goes from, as this business goes and from what she's gotten from the business. So Booker T says he just doesn't understand what's going on. I mean, I mean, he is he is book, right? He Booker T. 
I mean, he been in the business for how long? Years and years, bro. Couple of different companies. I mean, dude got his own wrestling school. I mean, he's credible, right? Dude yeah. got a podcast. He know what he's talking about. So I seen that too, and I'm like, man, he makes some good points. And I mean, when the words is coming from Booker T, you gotta listen. So I don't know. I mean, is he saying it right, or is what Sasha doing is right? I, it's just it's just hard to tell, man. He makes excellent points, though. I. I I can't deny that she is being a little selfish. I can't I can't deny that because I mean we ain't seen her at all, but nothing. I mean, just nothing. Absolutely nothing. You would think she would give her loyal fans something. Some sort of explanation, some sort of look, I'm good. Um just working on a few things right now. She just totally off the grid instead of putting up cryptic messages. Yeah, she wants a match with uh, an impact now. Yeah, Tessa Blanchard, <laughs> Tessa Blanchard. right? Yeah, yes. yeah, that's, yeah, it's like, so you throw stuff out there like that, and it's like people going to begin to think, like, okay, what's going on? And I mean, I, she always been kind of cryptic in her messages, like not straight. So I kind of get it, because she's done that before. Um, but this is the wrong time to do this, man. We ain't seen you since WrestleMania, and you throwing stuff out there like that. Like, what are we supposed to think about that? Yeah, and it's the same thing. Like, um, this is actually nothing new, because Stone Cold Steve Austin did this yeah. way back when, 2002, when they, when WD told them you're gonna face Brock Lesnar, and you're gonna have to lose to him, and basically he didn't want to wrestle Brock, and then the basically WWE had Rock fly back in from his movie to just tell the audience that you know Austin took his ball and went home <laughs> got a skating from on it so i i really think that like what becky's saying what booker t's saying is WWE sending a message to sasha you're right about that man i forgot about the whole stone cold thing i mean it's 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 been going it's been going on for years and the reason why everybody knows about it now and it's so prevalent of this stuff happening is because of social media and the internet I mean, we can just, you know, stuff get stuff gets uh, reported on instantly as it's going on. I mean, you know, back in the day, I'm sure this happened with wrestlers. And the reason why we didn't see them on programming for a while and because they had some sort of dispute. They can say, oh, they got injured. They can say all that stuff. But I'm sure back in the day, back in the 90s attitude there, if we ain't seen nobody for a while, I'm sure some of it was contract stuff and they didn't like what was going on. So we ain't seen them for a while. But we didn't know that because... We only got our news from stuff like what? Magazines or word of mouth or something like that. We didn't have all the Twitter and Instagram and internet and all that stuff. So it has been going on for a while. Um, it's just frustrating, man. I really want I want to see the best wrestlers in the ring. She's one of the best. Uh, big part of the Rimmers Revolution. And it's just sad that she's not there um, to continue this going. But I guess the sad state of affairs is that Vince can't fly the rock in and have a promo where he says that if you don't want to be here get the f out <laughs> because everyone would be like nah you know I, me 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 i want to be out right yes right <laughs> yeah it'll, it, it'll be a mass exodus yeah so back in the day the rocket cut a promo like that but now you fly cita in there and, and get it get out of here and everyone's like oh yeah i'll take that but why yeah. would you let me out of contract 
Right. Yeah, that's a that, that's a little little touchy now, man. You gotta <laughs> you gotta watch what you do. You're right about that. <laughs> you know, or, or or they could. I mean, they could make storylines or something. Make like a new. I mean, they they should have fun with this AEW stuff. They should just create another wrestling league. Like I don't know, have one. I mean, just as a comedy act, you have another on-screen character play like a promoter for a new wrestling division. <laughs> 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 and you have like the B team go join him, and <laughs> you see him wrestling in some like high school gymnasium. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like begging to come back. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. The grass is not greener on the other side. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that would be awesome, dude. <laughs> And and then the uh, I guess uh, changing topics again, I guess the the other big news is that the WWE Network is launching going to be launching a new version by the end of the year, and they're going to start uh, trying to improve some of the search features, but also try to create different tiers of accounts. So you have to pay more, I guess, if you want to access more of the yeah more content. So we'll see. I how heard that about plays. that. I heard about that that they were that was common. Um, they were talking about that. Um, I was hearing that on a couple of different podcasts for a while. That that was possibly showing up. So it looked like it's coming to fruition now, huh? Yep. Okay. Uh, it's gonna be interesting to see what those tiers are. Um, I you know I'm guessing one would be what for pay per views every every month, and that's it. And then one, if you want to see like the newer, I don't know what 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 would be the different tiers or what they're gonna add. And then I'm wondering how much it's gonna be. Yeah, I'm wondering if you try to monetize NXT because if NXT is popular, you have to put them up on the second tier. Oh, I'm sure they're gonna do that. And some other, because I mean, their shows that they make aren't gonna do anything. I, people are gonna no. buy for their shows. No, no, no. I, I think you're right. It's the it's the NXT. It's the pay per views. It's like the the older content, you know, the WCW stuff, all the, the, the backlog, you know, the logs and stuff that they got, ECW stuff. All that stuff is where the money is, uh, not these original shows that they got. I'm not saying the original shows are bad. I'm just saying that's not what people are joining the network where you're 9.8 or whatever. was between 9.8 and 10 million subscribers they got now. They're, they're not there to see Ride Along. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but before we wrap up today, uh, I hear that you have a track that you're going to drop pretty soon. Yes, I do. Actually, uh, the track is done. I just got a little bit of mixing to finish. And what it is is, and I'm going to just say it, it's a diss track to WWE. And um, it's just I've been fed up with the product for since WrestleMania. Um, because look, before WrestleMania, people was, was engaged with the storylines and I mean, with the rise of Becky, Ronda Rousey, and you know, you had Roman come back and I mean, you had the women's tag titles showing up and I mean, all these different storylines they had going and then right after WrestleMania, it just dropped like a rock and it hasn't recovered since. And it's just a frustration has boiled over. And I think I've mentioned this to you before. I said, man, I should write a diss track and, and just do it against wwe but at that time it was just like i was just playing around because i was frustrated but after last week and then after this week i said you know what i'm actually going to do this this is my way as a fan as a longtime wwe fan to uh to really just express my 
displeasure with the product. And so when this hits the net and whether if it, you know, reaches WWE or not, whether it reaches this talent, whether it reaches different podcasts, whether they comment on it, I really don't care. It's just my way of expressing my frustration. And so, you you know, we may get some uh, wrestlers that be like, oh, well, you know, take a bump. You ain't never, you know, got in the ring. How can you speak this stuff about it? Look, first of all, none of what you're going to hear is nothing directly towards the talent because I got nothing but respect for the talent and we know it ain't none of their fault. And when you have an issue with something and you're a consumer, like if you go to a restaurant and the food is bad, especially someplace you've been before, what do you think you're going to do? You're going to say something to the person serving you or you're going to say something to the chef or you're going to say something to the manager. Everybody got complaints about stuff that they don't like, especially something that they're really invested in. So we've been invested in WWF slash WWE for a long time. I've been invested in them since I was five, six, seven years old, as far back as I can remember. And so when stuff like this happened where the product is not as good i'm going to voice my opinion as a fan sure i haven't been in the ring sure i'm not a, a writer sure i'm not an owner of a billion dollar company i know all that that's not the point the point is is that i sit here invest my five hours every week to watch this to watch both of these shows and i'm expecting it to keep me entertained because that's what the purpose of the show is and it's not doing that so guess what they got this coming and they deserve it and so we're going to see where this goes when this hit the airwaves because we're going to see what, what people think about it. And that's pretty much all I got to say about that. The thing is, that I, I want to think about, uh, you know, SmackDown, I mean, wrestling, they've made tons of money with the new contracts and they're making even more in the near future. Um, I really would like if they, because I know live attendance was one of the big issues that they had with um i think it was on the lax last earnings report uh vince had addressed why um, live attendance was dropping so low and i think ratings was an issue at that point because that was uh, before wrestlemania um but even with the extra money I, I don't think he's really done anything if you look at like live show cards it's like the rehash because now i think in belfast they had um the shield <laughs> Oh boy. Lassie Corbin and McIntyre again, except now you have instead of Ambrose, you use Braun Strowman in place of it. So I, I still wonder, like, exactly if Vince is a little out of touch. You know, he might get the thing is, you know, everything's going to be okay in the end. I don't want to make any monumental changes. But I mean, I, I was thinking he's got to find a way to reward the fans. They run so many house shows, and I read reports that these house shows are half empty. I mean, the real fans are the ones who come to your shows. Exactly. Why can't you just give them dirt cheap tickets? Right. Something. Something. Draw them in. Or, you know, have a special, like, we'll run a couple months. We'll just have, like, you know, really cheap shows for you to come in. But no, everything's still kind of expensive to go to your shows until the day of the show. And then you're forced to lower your ticket prices. But, man, I I'm thinking there's got to be a way for Vince and WD. Because right now, it's all negative. The entire... Except when you NXT. Look at WD, except NXT. Well, you look at WD, it's kind of like toxic. You know, you got people wanting, mm -hmm. wrestlers wanting to leave. You got your ratings are bad. Your live attendance is bad. I mean, you got to give something. Give something to the fans to reinvigorate their passion. Because this is probably the most passionate fan base in the world. So, 
it is the most passionate fan base in the world and things have changed since 10 15 years ago it is not the same with the boom of social media the way it is and the rise of aew the rise of roh the rise of new japan the rise of of uh what was it um and you got like nwa doing stuff i mean it's like you got all i mean it's the biggest time in wrestling history that we're living in right now and the same stuff just does not work what used to work to get fans to come back to wwe is not going to work anymore fans are fed up and that's the reason why one of the reasons why i did what i did uh, with this track is because fans is fed up it's just not going to work anymore man so somebody got to say something and and you know what I, I think the ratings are speaking for itself right now it's just and, and one more thing i got to say about this track one thing that i'm not going to do when i put this up is i'm not going to at wwe so not some people might think well how come you didn't at wwe on twitter now here's why and the way i see it is this if i was wwe and somebody at me with this track right and not to mention that we also have a podcast that we do every week don't you think that would be like oh they just trying to attention grab and really not pay no no attention and we might even get blocked listen i'm a fan of wwe i don't want to get blocked from wwe i want to see what's going on with wwe but again like i said i'm a concerned fan i'm an upset fan so it's going to get added probably by some other people i'm just not going to do it so i want to see where it goes i don't really have to do that because somebody's going to do it for me just make sure you make a hashtag though yes it will be a hashtag for sure it's <laughs> going to show sure. up in a hashtag it's going to show up in your hashtag wwe it's going to show up in your hashtag raw it's going to show up in your hashtag sd live you can believe that and you can make up a new hashtag too <laughs> yes and i will make up a new it'll hashtag be it'll be yes it'll be wwe this track that'll be the new hashtag you know what you know the the, the way they always say it is uh the best way to set up messages is to stop watching. So you may have to make a new podcast about a different topic soon. <laughs> yes. We're serious about change. We have to help drive the ratings down, down, down. It's, it's, it's just... we. It's hard, man. It is tough because we're so ingrained with WWE. It's hard to pull yourself away because just when you're like, man, I'm tired of this. I'm not watching Raw and SmackDown this week. What you do, you grab your phone and put that in the search. Raw preview. You look at it and you're like, man, I wonder what's going to happen on Raw tonight. <laughs> and then the next thing you know, you pull out your, your, your phones or you get on your Roku's or your your, your your fire sticks turn on your tvs your cable and you turn in the usa and you reeled in again and it's a every week thing it's hard to get away from that but as people other people say on on the internet and twitter and stuff like that there are other promotions what impact just launched their uh, streaming service right and i think they just have some sort of special that they had called cold red which i heard was pretty good so i mean you got that you got you know the road to double or nothing that's you know the, the shows that they got with that whole thing which i will be watching double or nothing by the way um somehow some way i just got to find out how and how much it's gonna cost um yeah the hard the hard part is watching some of the newer different promotions is uh 
getting the developing that attachment with the wrestlers. So you got to watch yes. a couple shows because that's the thing WWE's got right now because we know all the characters we've watched them for years. So even if you watch like a lot of times you you'll see a TV show start going down the tubes as the writing gets bad and bad. Yep. But yep. if you still connect with the characters, the diehards will still watch the show until the very end. <laughs> yeah, so. you're right. You're right. Um, I don't know if that's going to. AEW got a lot of people that are recognizable, people that we know off, off the bat. So that one might not have too much of an issue. It, I think the thing about WWE, one of their biggest things is the presentation, man. I mean, we sit there and watch it because it's just great to watch the way that they do stuff the promos i mean you know the, the vignettes that they do and uh, i mean that that uh ali promo a vignette that they did was awesome the way they did that man and so it's like stuff like that where you know we might not see that in aw because but we just gotta see we just gotta wait and see how it's gonna be but i mean you know check if check a little bit of roh out and all the rest of these promotions that they got so you can do that but it's just hard to pull yourself away from wwe when you've been watching it for so long man it's like they just got us in handcuffs you know what i mean yeah it's amazing that uh last week we had our podcast i think it ran 45 minutes total and we spent 20 minutes talking about avengers and yet this week we go over well over an hour just talking about wwe so you know sometimes when things are bad it gets us talking more yes absolutely absolutely well that will be a wrap for our sixth edition of the fickle fan podcast i am yeeski and make sure to check out the check diss track. out yes check out the diss track it's coming probably in a i don't know another 10 15 20 minutes it's gonna get posted i hope y'all like it all the fans that's frustrated i'm sure y'all gonna feel it i'm not doing this for likes or people trying to follow us or anything like that if that happens fine if it don't i really don't care i'm just frustrated right now and this is how i'm coming with it so wwe be on the lookout for this because it's coming for you. Peace. All right. Peace out.